0: Hey there everyone, welcome to Twisted Thinking, the podcast that helps you keep your thoughts flexible. My name is Kristen, and today we are talking about a Facebook meme that I found. It had about a hundred shares when I found it, and this was several months ago, but now I think it's up into the thousands. Now, last week, I did say that this was going to be an episode uh, dedicated to new year, new you sayings, but I haven't gotten that one quite right yet, so it's not ready, so I give you this instead. All right, this week's saying is, when life gives you a hundred reasons to break down and cry, show life that you have a million reasons to smile and laugh. Stay strong. Now, this thing really had me scratching my head. Because on the one hand, it has a good point. I don't disagree with the idea of remembering the reasons you have to smile and laugh. Practicing gratitude is something I highly recommend. And if you're a part of my Discord, you know I even have a channel specifically set up for this called the Daily Gratitude Challenge. And that's where I encourage people to post just one thing uh, that they're grateful for every day. I also do it. Maybe not every day, but I try. <laughs> and this... Um, practicing gratitude, it has so many mental health benefits and uh, emotional benefits, and it's just a great way to remember that this life is worth it. Those last two words, though, those are the ones that are loaded. Stay strong, the author says, as if being sad equals being weak. As if crying is something that just strong people just don't do, as if it's something that we have to avoid at all costs, because anything more than some kind of can do attitude and steadfast faith that everything's going to be fine is the only proper way to go through life. It's saying, hey, remember all those really cool things that we have to laugh and smile about? Yeah, let's think about those instead of dealing with the reason that we feel sad and crying about it because doing that makes us vulnerable, and vulnerability is a weakness. I am not going to explore the idea that emotions are a weakness right now. I'll leave that for, like, every other episode. But I do want to address the fact that the world views tears— A perfectly natural and necessary bodily function as something that we have to avoid at all costs because apparently it means we're giving up, uh, that we're victim to our own emotions or victim to our circumstances. I have questions about this. Why does crying equal weakness? Why do my tears mean that I am not as strong as someone who stuffs all their emotions in and lets it fester until it starts to kill them from the inside out? Why is a natural function of my perfectly constructed body something to be ashamed of? There are a lot of different answers to these questions, and most of them are open to debate. And I had a lot of thoughts and opinions that I wanted to share about this, and I typed them all out and got them all nice and organized, but when I finished, I read back through it, and I realized that really none of it mattered. Sure, it was interesting, at least to me, and it felt nice to say, but it didn't make any difference. Finding the answers to the why just seemed pointless, because the why of it doesn't address what, in my opinion, is the most important thing, and that is Crying is something that at the very least is important for our physical health, but on a larger scale is just good for the soul. It doesn't mean you are weak or broken or a victim or anything else. It means that you're human. Now, I'm a crier. I admit it. And maybe why that's why I have this outlook on it. You know, I can cry over just about anything, especially silly things like animals or babies or reunion stories and throw the, all three of them together and oh my god it's it's a sob fest but I do prefer not to do it in front of strangers and there are times when I do withhold tears until later because it's not going to be helpful at the moment and then there are times when I want to cry because something is really overwhelming or just really upsetting but I can't I'm stuck and it's frustrating and I know I need to cry to kind of help work through the thing that's upsetting me but I feel frozen inside and they just won't come naturally the tears and So then that's when I go out and I purposely search for things that will kickstart the tears in the hopes that it will kind of snowball. And there are plenty of you out there who do the same thing, that understand where I'm coming from. But for those of you who might find this whole concept foreign and are wondering why I would force, so to speak, sadness and pain on myself, I'll tell you, it's because crying makes me feel better. Not only that, but it can also provide perspective and help me work through things. You know, I'll I'll let my body just kind of go through this emotional turmoil. And then once that's burned itself out, it kind of brings me back into a reality, into a place where I can really focus on things and see what's important and what's not and just get perspective. And for some of you, this sounds really counterintuitive, but it's kind of like a really gross metaphor here, but it's kind of like when you're nauseous and you know that throwing up is going to make you feel better. Yeah, like that. It helps to relax my mind. It releases tension in my body. can sometimes lessen anxiety that I was feeling before I started. And afterwards, like I said, I feel more in control and more empowered to kind of face the world and the problems that I'm dealing with. And that is definitely better than the headache and the well of frustration I get from holding it in. And that leads to some fascinating facts that I learned while preparing for this episode. So I'm going to shift gears just a little bit, and let's ask the question, why do we cry? Now, according to science, there are three types of tears. Reflex tears, which are in response to irritants like smoke or onions. Basal tears, which keep our eyes moist when we blink. And then emotional tears, which is what we're talking about today. And those are due to being happy, sad, or... I don't know, really anything that doesn't fall in the first two categories. Obviously, the first two types of tears have a purpose, right? They serve a physical need. But the third type, it could be argued that they're not necessarily necessary because they don't seem to serve a physical need. Not for our eyes, not for the structure of our eyes anyway. But science says it does, or at least it has an idea that it might So I don't plan on making this a whole biology lesson, but there have been some studies done uh, about the benefits of crying. And while the findings don't prove overwhelmingly positive results, they do indicate that there may be more of a physical benefit than originally been believed. They seem, tears that is, they seem to be almost like a pressure relief valve on a big piece of machinery. And if anyone is a geek like me and wants to do some reading, I'll link a few articles in the show notes. Uh, And I encourage you to follow those sources to get even more if you want more information. To sum up most of those articles, crying can have a multitude of physical benefits, including activating our parasympathetic nervous system, which is what helps to bring our body processes back into balance after fight or flight. It also has been shown to perhaps help with pain relief, mood enhancement, and a natural sleep aid. Now, on the flip side of that, holding in tears and quote-unquote staying strong may cause some uncomfortable and maybe even dangerous responses. The research is sparse here, but what I did find seemed to support that basically the exact opposite of the good things that can happen when we do cry can happen if we don't. So when you repeatedly resist crying, your body stays in that state of high stress, and that, that state of high stress can contribute to chronic stress, stress the effect of chronic stress on on our human bodies are is well documented you can check that out yourself now don't get me wrong there is a time and a place to break down and more often than not it isn't while the thing that has you so upset is happening first responders for instance uh, police officers soldiers um doctors nurses emts These people don't have the luxury of doing that, nor does anyone in any kind of emergency situation, especially in a medical emergency or something like that. As long as we don't get into the habit of continuously shutting off that pressure relief valve and never releasing it, then that's fine. Delay if you need to. But let the tears come later with a therapist or at home in the bathtub with a carton of ice cream while listening to Sarah McLaughlin songs, whatever works for you. We just have to get out of this mindset that tears make us weak and that they somehow mean we're the victim and that we aren't dealing with things because science doesn't support that as a fact. Tears are good, they're necessary to keep us both emotionally and physically healthy. My alternative saying, which is once again not nearly as catchy or poetic as the original, is this When life gives you a hundred reasons to break down and cry, go ahead and cry. Then remember. You also have a million reasons to smile and laugh. What do you think? What's uh, what's your policy about crying as an adult? Were you raised to believe that crying equaled weakness? Or was maybe somehow an embarrassment? Or were you encouraged to feel your feelings and cry it out as needed? I'd like to know. That's all for today. If you've enjoyed this episode, head over to podchaser.com forward slash twistedthinking and And leave a review if something I said caught your attention and you want to continue the conversation. I invite you to join my Discord server. It's free and easy to use. Just click on the link in the show notes. A big thank you to my patrons. Without them, none of this would be possible. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, be blessed and stay twisted.